ComC is your home to buy, sell, and flip all kinds of trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 31 million cards, from baseball's biggest stars like Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, and Mookie Betts, to Marvel favorites like Spider-Man, Thor, and Captain America. ComC has something for every type of collector. Come visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Fall is officially here. In central Illinois, on Wednesday, middle of the week, it was something like 80 degrees. But Friday night, we went to our local high school homecoming game, and it was cold. It was like 50 degrees, big winds. It was chilly out there. And a lot of times in the spring, 50 degrees doesn't feel like any big thing. It feels pretty nice. But when you go from 80 degrees and then two days later, it's 50 degrees and windy, it was cold. Fall is officially here And I'm using this time to continue the project of getting organized, getting the card closet cleaned up. And this week, my focus was on my 1970-71 Topps basketball card set. I picked up some of the kind of tall boy pages at the National this year, and I'm finally getting that set put into binders. And I am down to one card that I need for that set, and that is the Pistol Pete, Pete Maravich rookie card It's a big one. That one's going to cost a little bit, but that is the last card that I'm going to need to complete that 7071 set. But it's cool to get that one in binders as well, continuing to get things a little more cleaned up in the card closet. That was a a focus this week. That was the project this week. Today, we're going to continue our conversation with Lou Janu. It's going to be part two. People seem to really enjoy the first half of the conversation last week, so I'm hoping people enjoy the conclusion of the conversation this week. I'm going to go ahead and run that right after you hear from the sports card shop. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Hi, this is Tony Rice, and I'm here to tell you the Gocher family has done it again. They just opened a sport card shop in downtown Valparaiso, Indiana, and it is awesome. If you're a collector, you need to check this place out. Tell them Tony sent you, and they get a free gift on your first visit. I'm also interested in over these last few years of you, as you've got into it, as you've, you know, build up your knowledge base and your education, how has your collecting focus shifted? You know, Mm. are you still, you know, what are you pursuing now? What's your personal collection look like and and how has that evolved over these last couple of years? So I used to, if you've heard the show, which I think you, I think we had a conversation about it. I I pretty much like didn't have a PC. Like I, I, I sort of, I think it was because I was scared, right? I was like, okay, the Jets, I'm not buying any Jets anytime soon. I bought an Elijah Moore and I got burnt on that one. Um, 
And the Astros, it was like I wanted to have Astros cards, but I didn't really know what like a really good baseball card looked and felt like until I got familiar with Dynasty. Um, so I I stayed away. I always like I have a bunch. I have a ton of Bregman Bowman first. I have a bunch of Jeremy Pena Bowman first. But the real PC stuff for me now is I've spent more time in the hobby as I've tried to downsize and focus on my favorite players on my favorite teams, the best stuff I can have mm-hmm. plus random stuff like uh, the bowling card or, you know, Lorcana. When I see, if I feel something with Lorcana, I'll take a shot on something like that. Um, but yeah, I would say I've transitioned into almost exclusively buying my favorite players on my favorite teams or random stuff. Cause it's more fun than that. In my opinion, that to me, has become way more fun than speculating on like Trey young. How how has you know you mentioned Lorcana? How how does non sports cards or entertainment cards fit into your interests? Um, so outside of cards, I watch. I, if I'm not watching sports, I'm watching video games. I'm watching um, reality TV. I watch a ton of movies. I watch a ton of. I still watch old episodes of Pokemon all the time, stuff like that, right? So my interests are pretty varied. I, as much as I love sports, I love television and movies and music just as much. So for me, it's all part of the same thing. Lorcana got my attention because I was like, "Cool, I haven't seen any Elsa cards that have real, you know." that have a real investment from Disney. Cause that's the other part of it too. You can kind of tell what the investment is from a light, like the licensor, I guess mm-hmm. is the right term. You can tell how invested they are in the thing, which has an impact on how valuable it'll be long-term because if they care about it, you know, there'll be other versions of it, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, when I saw Lorcana, I was like, Oh cool. They're doing a real TCG. Oh wow. It's their real, their real tier one serious characters who have real fans and all that. And a lot of lore and all that. So for me, that was kind of, where I got into Lorcana, but then in general, non-sport is just, I like memes. I like all of those things. So the bowling card fits in perfectly. with that. Yep. Yeah. I, I found myself getting almost as interested and excited about some of the entertainment cards that I've gotten over the last few years as I have about sports. So I kind of have gone in on stranger things, the, the original 2018 tops release and, and yeah. kind of pursuing all of those and autographs and things that go with that. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so going after all of the vintage uh, Star Wars sets and cards and the Opeachy Canadian versions and all of that, you know, and finding some of the weird oddball food issue, you know, Mm -hmm. vintage Star Wars, like some of that kind of stuff has been super fun and exciting to track down for me, even though it's a little bit off the beaten path from the stuff we hear about every day. And in the world of the hobby, it's something new, right? Like we spent... I'll only speak for myself. I, especially during COVID, spent so much time thinking about sports cards that I was like, I just need something different. Like I need something new to look at. I need something different to learn about. And that kind of sent me down that path. We've, we've also experienced a lot of hobby news over these last few weeks. You know, we've, you know, exclusive licenses. We've got fanatics coming in. We've got lawsuits between Panini and fanatics. We've got, Mm -hmm. We've got leagues pulling licenses and and redistributing them early. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a lot of conversation and that's going to play out in the courts, you know, over time. And and that's not really what I'm necessarily focused on today. Um, but part of that is because for me, my, my hobbying, my hobby interest, my collecting 
has shifted over these last couple of years away from buying as much new wax mm-hmm. and more on some of the, the players, sets, vintage, other things that I'm interested in. And so for me, these I, I've experienced that I'm not overly anxious about what this current round of news means because that's not where my hobby interest is currently focused. How does that how does that play out for you? When you think about some of these things going on, how do you view that and its impact on on your enjoyment of the hobby and your ability to collect what you want to collect? Yeah. So I think I used to care a lot more about like the the stuff that was happening in the hobby, right? Like I would care a lot more about uh, WWE deciding they're going to go with Fanatics and pulling their Panini license. I would care a lot more about, um, you know, box prices and like debating the value of a box price, right? But I kind of am coming to realize that number one, the 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 law the the law stuff and the and the PAs making deals and all that that's like way above my pay grade. Things I don't understand at all. Right. Um, And then the other part of it is people always talk about like, okay, so what is what is Panini uh, WWE product going to be worth versus the new Fanatics product? I've always and maybe this is wrong and you'll tell me. I I would love to hear what you think about it. The it's just a snapshot. The stuff that comes out in that year is just a snapshot of what was available at that time. I don't necessarily think I'm going to keep the WWE example. Um, and I'm not as tuned into WWE these days, so I might be wrong about this. Bianca Belair, I think, is still a WWE wrestler. Bianca Belair Panini card is versus a Bianca Belair Fanatics card. The one that's going to sell for more is the nicer card, I would imagine, right? It's not necessarily because it's Fanatics or Panini. I don't think that has an impact on the ground day to day with people buying product. Yeah, I, I think the only the thing that I've had a harder time getting a, a hold of is how much of the current values that we're seeing for that panini product is because there are people who have come over who love prism and so this is a new version of prism you know i I think there's been some some good that has come from some of the photography and that like you said that the quality of the card that has brought some interest um but i don't know where that's going to go long term i i don't know how much we can credence we can give to some of the arguments like that i've heard of Oh, well, there's only, and now there's only going to be two years of prism. So it's going to be through the roof or because I, I don't I don't know if that's true or not. At the, yeah. at the end of the day, um, you know, we still have people who are going back and, and collecting, you know, wrestling sets and that were from 2013, 2014. And, you know, some of those tops Chrome cards are are some of the most sought out cards that we're seeing for um Roman Reigns and The Rock and and all of those guys. So I don't I don't know. I, I I'm not trying to. I, I've not enjoyed the the idea that I'm going to be some kind of prognosticator that can call out what what all of these things mean. They mm-hmm. can be fun to debate. They can be fun to to think through. But at the end of the day, you know, none of us really know. I don't think. No. Um, I think you would definitely know this. You talk in front of a mic enough times, people tend to think that you're a prognosticator even when you're not trying to be. So I could definitely feel that one. Um, And then on the Panini, like, you know, they really like Prism. In that scenario, right, if you're a collector who loves Panini Prism but hates Topps Chrome, I get that. That's that's rough for you. I feel bad for someone who can no longer collect WWE stuff because it's not Prism anymore. But I feel like by and large – whatever is available to people is what they're going to purchase. Have, have these things 
are, are they going to impact your interest or, or what you collect or how you approach the hobby? Whether it's a panini as as product, whether good, it's I don't a fanatic product, or are you also shifting to to focus on things that have already been released? Or you know, how does that as, impact what you're going to collect? As long as the quality is good, I'm ready for the for the next thing. I'm I'm always interested in in you know I don't want to use the word innovation because how much innovation are you really putting on a piece of cardboard? But like the way like I'm I'm more interested in how what things will look like in the future. As long as it looks, as long as the cards look good, as long as they're not going to come out miscut, as long as we can minimize the duplicate super fractors that are coming out into the world, all of those type of things, I'm fine. What's your hope for the future of the hobby? Like when you think about all of the, the change that's happening, when you think about the the bigger base of collectors that we have now than we had prior to COVID, um, we think about record sales at the, you know, record sales for dealers at the national record attendance at the national, but all of this kind of internal turmoil that we're seeing, you know, we've seen prices spike. We've seen prices come back to more normal levels. When you think about all of that kind of what's your hope for the future of the hobby in, in kind of your ideal world. It's twofold for me. It's number one availability of product that to me is the number one hindrance to the growth of the hobby. It is the number one uh, hindrance to getting kids more involved. Kids don't have $250 to spend on one pack of cards on whatnot. I know that happens now, but if you scale that out over years, that's not realistic. So you need to have a product that is priced for different audiences. You have product that's priced for kids. You have product that's priced for set collectors and people who want to collect their favorite player. You have like a mid like a like a mid high tier product that is available, and then you have your high end stuff. I think the high end stuff should continue. I think they should honestly go even higher end. Like I'd be down for all of that. Get real game used jerseys. Get photo match stuff. Get real things that, and you can charge five, eight, ten thousand dollars for a box. People are gonna buy it if it's worth it, you know. So I think it's availability and like options. I would say are, is important to me, and then also in general, just like a just everyone take it down a couple notches. We're all going to be fine. This is not supposed to be something that is like testosterone and tough guy and everyone's yelling at each other. Like everybody just take it down a notch. Those are my two hopes. Yeah, I get a lot of comments about the sky is falling. You know, it, this it, it's going to be so different, you know, going forward. They're going to run this hobby into the ground or you know it's not going to be any good without you know this brand anymore any of those types of things and and one of the things that i always come back to is listen this hobby's been around for a hundred years like we've we've got cards dating back to the 1800s if you want to to collect those right there's this has seen ebbs and flows ups and downs companies come companies go and regardless of what the new thing is, you know, there's plenty for us to collect for a while. And eventually it's going to all get figured out. If, if we look at it, it from all comes a, out a in bigger the picture. Like you said, let's take it down a notch. Let's just relax a little bit and let things play out and, and work themselves out. That's always my thing. I, I, I found myself getting caught in arguments a couple of times. And then I like looked at my phone and I'm like, what am I arguing about right now? This is so unnecessary. <laughs> um, I just think people get worked up because they care about it. They're passionate. Everyone's passionate about, about the hobby as they should be. That's what makes it so great. I just think everyone would do well to um, understand, like you're saying, it'll all come out in the wash. And just because a new company is coming in, doesn't mean they're going to make it 
better or worse, both sides, right? Like, oh, that's not true. I, I have hope that they will make it better, right? We can all hope for for things to improve over time. But all the bad things aren't as bad as they say, and all of the good and amazing things aren't as good and amazing as they say either. Yep, uh, I'm with you on that. Hey, is there anything else that you want to cover today? Anything that was on your mind that we didn't hit on? Um, I mean, I don't know. That's, I, I would love to talk about all these random little hobby things. I mean, I saw that CGC video. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I'm interested in, I'm interested in like cool stuff. Like what's your favorite thing right now? What's happening? What's happening in your shop? Like, tell me everything. Yeah, a lot, a lot of what I'm, you know, I, the way that our our shop is set up or the way that I'm set up is I have a, a shop within a shop. So I have dedicated floor space within a, the kind of main hobby shop in our town. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so one of those one of those agreements is that I don't sell brand new wax so that we're not directly competing on on that brand new wax, but I can sell anything else. And so my whole business has been focused on singles and I predominantly focus on lower end singles. Right. But mm -hmm. being that this is a part-time deal for me, it's just a, kind of a side hustle for me. Um, I'm able to do that without having to worry about covering utility bills and covering all of those things. So I'll, I have people coming in every weekend and I'm selling hundreds and thousands of quarter cards when people go through my player and team boxes and they're focused on that. Um, and so a lot of my business is kind of $10 and under, you know, and, and junk wax. I sell a lot of junk wax, um, sealed boxes and, and, and stuff. So there's still, uh, I bought something weird that I think might be junk wax. Keep going. But, you know, so that kind of stuff is, is how business is going. But on the collecting side, I don't know. It's been the fun stuff. Like, um, I'll just grab a couple things. Like, so, um, I got like this. This is uh, the Aerosmith rookie card. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's from Sergeant Pepper's and the Lonely Hearts Club Band movie, the movie release that came out in the late 70s. So Aerosmith's oh. first card in that same set is um, Steve Martin's first card. Wow. And so that, that kind of stuff is has been fun to, to track down. Yeah, that's um, cool. And then like, you know, like these uh, Hershey, these uh, Star Wars cards were from Hershey's. They were just on the back of different um, candy bars, like the multi-packs of, of really? And so they were all hand-cut, cut-out deals. And there's, uh, you know, I think eight eight different ones. I forget off the top of my head. But, you know, just tracking down some of that kind of stuff that is kind of fun and, and unique, um, you know. And then recently, you know, because of the recent hubbub, I've got my – Taylor Swift autograph mm. CDs that that I got off of her website. Um, I love that. A few Can years I ask you ago. a quick question on that? Yeah, we were talking on the show this week, and it just came out. Um, we were talking. What do you think a dual Taylor Travis card sells for today? It hits the market. It's a nice, like you, it's considered a nice one. It's like a, a a dual patch auto. What does that sell for, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be big, at least right now, right? In the yeah. midst of all of this, I, you know, I think you're talking, I think you, it would go for four figures. Four plus. figures, you said. I think so. Interesting. I said 10K plus. Okay. I think it can get like really weird. Like Taylor fans are pretty nutty. The Swifties are out here being crazy. People chase stuff like that. That's pretty, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, she signs a lot. Like those, those CDs that I got, they were as like two years ago that I, I picked those up and you could order four at a time. 
but mm-hmm. I think they were only like 25 bucks a piece or something like that signed by her, you know, brand new, maybe they were 30, like they weren't much, right. They were, yeah, they were cheap. And as much as she signs her stuff still does really well, you know, she's a, mm-hmm. she's pretty prolific, but, um, but I think that kind of, especially in the, in the near term in the, in the midst of what's going on right now, I think it would, would generate a lot of interest. Long term, yeah. I think it all depends on how things play out with that the two of them relationship or the <laughs> lack of relationship or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Music is an interesting one because artists sign a gajillion CDs, right? Like that's how they move. That's how they move copies of their CD. I would I think that's how that works for the most part. Right. You buy an autographed copy to boost the sales of your copies. Um, that to me is kind of like with baseball players, like signed baseballs are not worth as much as their signed cards in a lot of in a lot of scenarios. Okay. So I wonder what like a, a, a tailor I've never seen tailor memorabilia be sold. I think she's still actively touring, so it's not as much memorabilia. But like, yeah. I don't know, like the boots she wore to some kind of big show i want like that stuff i think would do a lot yeah yep yeah i think so yeah that entertainment stuff is has been neat to start to pay a little bit more attention to and and track down some of that kind of stuff so those are the types of things that have been interesting me you know over these these last few months let me just show you this quick box i bought here ah this is um i think it's what year is it hang on 1993 tops nickelodeon yeah it's got uh like the rug rat have you seen this set before i i've i've seen it i i think um i i don't know a lot about it but i've seen some of the stuff from it that surprised me of of what it was was going for. it's like the tommy pickles rookie all the rug rats and they're like stickers are sweet i'm trying to hold this box until i'm really really bored one day and then i'm gonna open it yeah that could be fun that could yeah. be fun very so, yeah. cool well, hey, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes today chatting, getting to know you a little bit better. Um, where can people find you if, if they want to connect with you or, or start following the show and, and checking out the show? I appreciate it, Mike. We've talked on and off throughout the year, so I'm glad we finally got a chance to uh, um, talk on, on microphone. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Lou Janu. I would recommend following Car Talk. That's always where you can see my card takes and you're not coming to this show right now to check out my stories where I talk about the jets and losing bets. So I would say focus on at card talk pod. Uh, that's where you can find everything. YouTube every week on one PM. Very cool. Well, thanks Lou. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike. One of my favorite things about that conversation with Lou is that we discussed a lot of stuff that we were interested in, that we were collecting that had nothing to do with the hobby drama, that had nothing to do with the big four sports. It was other interests that we were finding ways to build collections of cards and memorabilia that are a part of the overall hobby world. And we were having a lot of fun doing that. We were having a lot of fun talking about it. And I think you could hear some of the excitement and the passion come through in that conversation. I know I really appreciated it. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit more about that. Maybe it gave you an idea of some other interests that you can pursue when some of the hobby drama starts to get you down. If it did, let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, or threads at waxpackhero. And let me know if you got something out of this episode. If you enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to me if you would tell your friends, 
if you would share it with other people so that we can continue to grow this Wax Pack Hero community. Well, come on back next week. I am going to be sharing a interview that I did on the Husker Haves Wrestling Card Podcast with Mike and Anthony. I really had a good time on their show, and so I wanted to share that conversation with our audience as well. So come on back next week for a wrestling card conversation. That is all I have for today, so I'll catch you next time.